0: Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name. In the year of 2006, for seven days and seven nights, God woke me up and said, Go to India and hear the cries of the people. When I landed on Indian soil, God said very clearly, I have sent you like the Apostle Paul into Athens in the name of the unknown God. So today, in the name of the unknown God, let us journey together through God's love story, the Bible, and discover the power of his great love. Let us start with the New Testament and the writings of the Apostle Paul. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Apostle Paul said, for I am persuaded that nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God. So I ask a question of the text. Why was Paul so convinced? Paul had already encountered the risen Lord on the road to Damascus and suffered many horrendous things for the sake of the gospel. Paul had been put in jail many times, beaten with whips five times, beaten with sticks three times, stoned and left for dead, shipwrecked three times, his life in constant danger for persecution of the gospel. He'd gone hungry and thirsty and was cold when he did not have enough clothes to wear. Yet Paul was totally, absolutely, 100% convinced that nothing could separate him from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul knew the circumstances of this world had no power over him. Paul knew and experienced God's love personally, continually, intimately. The circumstances and troubles of this world do not change God and his love for us. And out of that revelation, Paul knew that they had no power over him. He lived in the reality that no power of evil or any created thing, not even his own failures, could separate him from the love of God. He had a revelation that even before the foundation of the world, God loved him with a love so profound, so deep, so intimate, that the mind cannot reason. Paul could look back at his life and see that even in his wanderings, when he was persecuting the church, and as a result directly persecuting and opposing Jesus, that God still loved him. Paul, out of ignorance, rejected Jesus as the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. Yet God continued to pursue him in love. On the road to Damascus, he had a close encounter with the risen Christ. And to receive a greater revelation of how God pursues in love, relentlessly, personally, uniquely and intimately to each individual, let me encourage you to listen to our podcast, Close Encounters of the Risen Christ. Yes, Paul knew of God's love. Paul knew that everything depended upon God's love, who God is, what he has done and will do. And the circumstances of this world cannot change that. Nothing or no one could change God's love, and that God's love never ends. It's consistent, it's relentless, it's perfect, it's unconditional. All of God's love is evident in Jesus. He is Lord over all the spiritual powers, for he triumphed over them on the cross. He is Lord over death and life, for he was crucified and raised from the dead. He is Lord over things present and things to come and things past, for he is the eternal one. God's unconditional love is who he is and is evidenced in what he has done in Jesus. For his own reputation, he must fulfill his promises and make the power of his love known so that the world may know him. That is God's heart. That is who he is. And it is evident through his love story, The Bible. Both the Old and the New Testament testify of this. In the Old Testament, turn with me to the Psalms. Psalm 106, verse 8. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power known. The writer of the psalm testifies that the Lord God Almighty delivered the Hebrew people from slavery and oppression to make his mighty power known to all people, so that the world may know him and therefore make an informed choice about him, to receive his great love or to reject him and his great love. In the New Testament, where the Apostle John was writing to the church, he states in 1 John chapter 2, verse 12, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you, for his name's sake. Once again for God's own reputation, for his name's sake. He is love and does everything out of love. For in his namesake we can trust. The Apostle John is reminding them, reminding us that we are forgiven. We are set free. When we receive Jesus, this is our reality. Remember, God is love. Unconditional, unending love. Because of who he is. Because of his namesake. God delivers and rescues. He continually forgives because he so loves. That is who he is. For his name's sake, we too can be fully persuaded and convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. For God so loves for his name's sake. Like the Apostle Paul, I too am convinced that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Why am I so convinced? Because God so loves. At an early age, I received Jesus as my saviour. I was saved and going to heaven, praise his mighty name. Yet in my teenage years, many things in this world started to come into my life. I discovered my father had rejected my mother for many years and was having a relationship with another woman. My sister was diagnosed with cancer and given two years to live. After the death of my father, my mother became mentally disturbed and was lost to us for many, many years. This added extra responsibility. I had my career, my sport, my life, and little by little I just became too busy for God. As a result, I was living life for myself, trapped in my own flesh. Many years passed. Many changes came. I was living life for myself and had everything that this world could give. A wonderful husband, successful career, no financial debt, physical health, yet felt so far away from the living God. Everything in that moment seemed totally meaningless. I was spiritually dry and trapped in my own selfish desires. I had no love or real concern for anybody outside of my family. In that moment, I cried out to God and said, Father, I feel so far away from you. Take my life. Take it. I don't care whether I live or die. All I want is your will to be done. Have your way. Oh, Father, I just want to have time with you. From that moment, I started the incredible journey of being surrendered to his will, doing life with him in everything I do, having time with him, receiving from him, being transformed by him. And by his spirit, he has changed me and will continue to change me as I continue to surrender to his will and receive from him. He is the one that has given me new ways to think, new ways to see, to see others through his eyes of love, to see my life through his eyes of love. He never left me even through those wasted years, for such is his great love and amazing grace. And what's even more remarkable, he promised to turn those wasted years into much fruit for his kingdom and glory, as I can testify of his great love. And I have the incredible privilege to travel the world and testify that he is God, a God of love, who wants to set people free, to be established in his truth and rooted in his love. Surrendered to his will, transformed in his power. God never changes. His love never changes. Who are we to think we can change God? Who are we to think that circumstances can change God? Who are we to think that circumstances of this world damaged by evil are an action of God? In the good times and in the bad times, God's love never changes. He never left me, even when I was doing the wrong thing. I now just want to live for him and him through me reaching out to others so they too can know of his love and live in the freedom of his love and the fullness of him. For God so loves, for his own reputation For his namesake, he wants to set us free. His kingdom came on earth in Jesus Christ, his son. God, who became flesh, walked the earth as a man and dwelt amongst the people. He died, rose and ascended on high and is now seen in his transforming power of his spirit in the hearts and minds of his people who are surrendered to him. Now I am full of his love. I see people through his eyes of love. And I live for that moment when I see someone touched by the living God. I am one with the Father's heart. Oh, that his people may truly know him, so that the world will see him and his great love for them. That is the work of God within me. Yes, I am persuaded that nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God, not even my own self. The Apostle Paul declares in the revelation of God's love, who can bring a charge against us? Let's go back to Romans chapter 8 and verse 31 to 34. And furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. What a question. Paul asks, who is it who condemns? The truth is, it doesn't matter what accusations are hurled at us, Satan can say what he wants. Because it is Jesus, the Son of God, God who became flesh and blood, who died, rose from the dead, with all power and authority, who intercedes for us. When we think a bad thing, and we think we are not worthy, we can surrender that thought and look at his nail-pierced hands and remember his great love. Remember he has paid the cost. And we are empowered to receive his love and be reminded we are made worthy and forgiven because he has paid the cost, because he became the sacrifice for us. We're all on a journey. No matter where we are on that journey, each day is an opportunity to know him more and live in the victory of continual surrender to his will, confident in the power of his love receiving from him more and more of who he is and what he has done and will do. Being transformed from glory to glory. Hallelujah. No one can condemn us for Jesus has made us clean. It's not because of anything we've done. Jesus has made us worthy to receive all of him receive all of the living God. No accusation can change that we have received him, that he is our salvation. He is our righteousness or justice or rightness. And this is our inheritance for time now, in this world damaged by evil. God himself, through the prophet Isaiah, testifies of this truth. Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Who condemns the lies of our flesh and the evil one? We do. God's people who have received Jesus. We have the power and authority of Jesus Christ. We condemn the lies about God and the lies that have been said about ourselves in his truth of who God is, what he has done and will do. This is our testimony. When we receive Jesus, we have been rescued, delivered from the kingdom of evil, and bought by his shed blood into the kingdom of God. From darkness to light, death to life, and evil to good. We have been given the power and authority by the king of the kingdom to tear down strongholds over our minds and the lies of the evil one with God's truth. We are free, free from the bondage of selfish desires in surrender of all to Him. No weapon formed against us can prosper, all because of Jesus. Why are we so convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God? Number one, for God so loves. Number two, for his own reputation or namesake. And number three, nothing or no one can change who Jesus is, what he has done and will do. Praise his mighty name. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.